0: Hey, Tim. Hey, Greg. How's it going? Pretty good. How are you? Good. We're back in uh, Studio B. Studio B is where it's at. Man. It is. Hanging <laughs> hanging with our homies. <laughs> That's right. Rocco, you good? Yeah.
1: <laughs> so I know in our um, sort of promo about our podcast, we talk yep. about growing old in this new millennium. That's right. It. So we have embarked <laughs> on something new that I think really is our mark as being old, old. <laughs> and that is the world of pickleball that's right
0: <laughs> we uh you got you got some uh i guess they're called rackets paddles something either one yeah. yeah and we uh we played the other day yeah it was a lot of fun it was it was uh, my knee is killing me and so is my right shoulder so it's just proof that uh injured while playing pickleball yeah
1: yeah <laughs> and i think there's some highlights on the ocho if you want to that's see right. us yeah you know, <laughs> playing yeah <laughs> But, yeah, I mean, I, I was very uh, excited to play, which my family was very much annoyed with, and I think a little sad that I was as, as excited as I was to play. But,
0: uh, yeah, it was a good time. It was. It was really, It's a lot of fun. So, you know, did you know anything about pickleball other than, you know— learning about it you know before recently
1: yeah no i mean my knowledge was as much as seeing a (laughs) bunch of seniors at the ymca playing it (laughs) and uh then being down at the beach and just being like over the top there was like what seemed like tournaments for the seniors and everything and and then i did notice some younger people playing so i was you know thinking maybe Maybe it's not as much of a senior sport as I thought it was. <laughs>
0: um, and, you know, let's, let's describe pickleball first for any of our listeners who don't know, you know, what pickleball is. Sure. Um, pickleball is very similar to tennis, but it kind of combines ping pong, if you yeah, will, and, yeah. um, you know, racquetball maybe. Yeah, yeah. A little bit in it. Um, it could be played indoors or outdoors. Right. Um, yeah. The ball is like a wiffle ball, but definitely... A little thicker on the plastic and it's got little holes yeah holes yeah. in it mm-hmm. um it is can be played both indoors and outdoors Right, singles or doubles right um and basically you just hit this ball back and forth just like tennis but it's a smaller court
1: yeah i think it's at, by regulation i think it's the same size as a, a badminton court okay which again i didn't even know there was such a thing as a badminton <laughs> court i mean it seems like just a backyard activity with you know a random size that you play but apparently it's the same size as a badminton cord.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And um, it's growing in uh,
1: popularity. Um, do you know how long it's been around? This I was shocked to find that it was invented in 1965. Wow. Yeah. That blew me away. Very, very uh, much older than you would think. Yeah. Uh, it was
0: founded by Joel Pritchard, Bill Bell, and Barney McCollum in uh, Washington
1: State. Yeah. Yeah. And I think to your point, you know, that it was a long time ago that it was, in, you know, invented. Uh, I did hear that it was in the last like three years kind of COVID era, you know, yes. kind of era that it's picked up to like 40 percent growth in the last couple of years. So, um, yeah, it's definitely it's spread from that sort of Pacific Northwest area you know, across, across the, the country, country and I guess worldwide as well. So people are enjoying that. uh Pickleball. <laughs> I, I saw a stat: four point eight
0: million people are playing pickleball, and yeah. and to what you said, all ages. It's not just the uh, over fifty club that uh,
1: will soon be joining. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I think you know if we were to partner and you know enter some of the the local tournaments, I think we could we could tear it up against some of these. Uh, I'm I'm ready like to seniors. take on the senior circuit. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Grandma, better look out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, uh, you know, um, the name is very odd. Yeah. Did
1: you, were you able to find out where the name came from? I've heard there's a couple different stories about it. Mm-hmm. One being that the, um, I think it was the wife of the main guy who's sort of, of the three guys, one of the guys, uh, I think it was uh, Pritchard, I think. Yeah, it, yeah. I think, I think it was his right. wife that she had some comment about it having a reference to the pickle boat in, you know, a crew team. Mm, that would, okay. um, the oarsmen for that particular boat would be sort of uh, the leftovers of the other boats. Um, this, so this okay. term, the pickle boat, somehow was loosely tied to it. The, the, the explanation to me of that <laughs> particular naming seemed very odd. Um, but then there was another one that I guess their dog was named uh, Pickles. That's what I heard. That, yeah. that was the reference. But then there's like conflicting stories that the dog they didn't get the dog until after the game had been invented. So the dog's name came from the game. Uh, Okay. And then I guess one of the other guys who was tied to it said that he felt like you could put somebody in a pickle the way that you hit the ball and like they'd get like a Hmm. weird position you have pickled somebody and kind of thing interesting, okay. Now, have you heard any other weird no, I just heard the about name? the dog, yeah,
0: and uh that the dog would grab the ball and run away, and yeah, pickles, yeah, you know it sounds so. like a bad sitcom, yeah,
1: which to me is really kind of funny that there's like a an inconsistent history of how the name came to be, um I don't right, know. you
0: would think it would just have a name and and take off from there, especially yeah. if it can be tied to these three people, yeah, that somebody would have been able to give them a straight yeah. answer,
1: but. <laughs> It's stuck, though, so.
0: Um, so it is a lot of fun to play, yeah. I must say. Uh, after playing the other day, um, it's it's hard. It's definitely a workout. But the ball, it, like, it, you can whack the crud out of it, but it will slow down, like, once it hits the ground or, you know, go. it can only be hit so far. Yeah. Not like a tennis ball, but you can... <laughs> like
1: send over the moon. Right? <laughs> yeah. And I, I think similar to like when you're playing wiffle ball, sometimes you'll really get a hold of the ball, but then it kind of gets to a point where it's momentum kind of dies and it just right. kind of almost falls straight down. And I feel like there's a similar thing where sometimes you think you're going to get this big, you know, bounce off the ground and it kind of dies and yeah. it almost comes yeah. straight up. Yeah. Which does kind of sometimes put you in a pickle where you look really <laughs> weird trying to hand, you know, hit and or miss the ball. Yeah. Um,
0: That was one of the terms I did find. Um, If you get shut out, if the other team wins 21 to nothing, you got pickled. Uh, Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You know, it does, it
1: does have this like, you know, suburban stigma to it, right? Yeah. Like, you know,
0: but it's fun.
1: Yeah. It's a lot of fun. And, you know, to that, you know, why is it, why is it so popular? Um, I saw a top 10 list of why it is as popular as it is. Oh, okay. the first one is that it is easy to learn, which I think is probably very true. Sure. I and mean, if you've played ping pong or you've seen tennis or whatever, right. it's, you know, basically hit it over the net. <laughs> there's a couple other rules that you can either follow or not. Yeah. You know? <laughs> as we didn't yeah. the other day. Yeah. I did learn that the area in front of the two, there's sort of the net, and then there's a large area that goes from end to end on the net. And then the two boxes behind mm-hmm. that where you have to serve inside of that area right in front of the net is referred to as the kitchen. Oh, yeah. Okay. And so you're not allowed to volley um, when you're within the kitchen. So you have to let the ball bounce if it comes into that space, oh, and then you can hit it. But you okay. can't just stand at the net and just you it, know, spike sp- it from okay. within the kitchen. Within, okay.
0: All right. Well, <laughs> let's see. We should have looked up the
1: rules before we played the yeah, other day. You know, I might have abused that rule a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> um, so number two in that list was minimal equipment you know ball and you know two rackets yep uh it can be played anywhere uh, i guess that's kind of true i mean i guess if you really wanted to you could throw a net up somewhere, Bring a, but a travel net yeah but how would you know where what's in and out yeah kind of but i was shocked that right down you know from where we live there yeah. was was it uh probably eight courts down there or something like yeah. That? Yeah. yeah yeah eight eight courts ready to go yeah um, open to all ages and skills. I mean, obviously, yeah. based on the age groups that it's become the most popular with, it's it's good. Um, social atmosphere. That seems to be a big part of it. You know, the seniors get together. They it's all hang a, out. Yep, they, be, yeah. you know, have a little social time. Family friendly. Get out there with your family. Although my family doesn't seem to want to do that. I so, know, right? Come on, guys. What's up with that? <laughs> <laughs> uh, the health benefits, obviously, getting out and doing something. Uh, it's low impact. I would argue that it can be a little bit high impact if you really want to, if you're playing in the the high 80s at noon, like we did. (laughs) I think if
0: you put two competitive guys doing anything, it can be competitive. (laughs) Exactly.
1: (laughs) Uh, Let's see. It could benefit other racket sports. So if you play tennis or racquetball Mm -hmm. or even ping pong, it might help to hone your skills there. And then the number 10 reason is it is fun. So even though we thought it was fun, <laughs> we've said it's fun. This official list says it is fun. So we'll take it from, We'll take it from them. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yep. It's so fun, in fact, that the International Federation of Pickleball is trying to make this an Olympic sport. That's amazing. Which yeah. I could see. Yeah, totally. I, I absolutely see it. I mean, if uh,
1: curling is an Olympic sport, this could totally be one. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely, yeah. And I, I, I haven't watched too many of the, like, the high-end pro, you know, videos of people playing it. Yeah. But I could see how it would get mm-hmm. just as intense as tennis, or even the. I mean the, <laughs> the pro ping pong players oh. are unbelievable. Yeah. Over the top, yeah. just with their, you know, but, just this the the spin they put on the ball yeah. and stuff.
0: So. Yeah, which I I tried against you. I try I tried learning to, to put a little bit of spin every once in a while. It it would hit the ground and go in the other direction, yeah. which was so cool to see. Yeah, yeah. But you're uh, you had some uh, you played racquetball, yeah. So when you, I was
1: you know uh, roughly our your youngest my my kids' ages you know the early teen I I played, b- for a b- bunch of years with my dad and my brother. So I I definitely have a little bit of racquet skills. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, did yeah. you know that they're actually creating or they have created a major league pickleball? Like Major League Baseball, Major <laughs> yeah. League Pickleball—that's awesome. Um, it's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. that um, so big in fact that Anheuser Busch has bought a team. Wow. LeBron James has bought a team, and I think some football players like Drew Brees or someone are, are, are either have or are going to uh, to get uh, some teams. Nice. And I was so uh, interested in that that I went and I looked up the um, MajorLeaguePickleball dot net. Okay. Um, to see what was going on over there, and they have um. They have what they call Premier Leagues or Premier Teams, which you know um, are the the best, and then they have like Challenger Teams. Okay. So I haven't looked too much into it, but it seems like it's very much like European soccer. Yeah. Where you yeah. get if you're in last place, you're going to get bumped down. Okay. Uh, re, re, regula, re, relegated. Relegated. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But here's some team names. I thought you might find these uh, interesting. Okay. In first place in 2023 is the Bay Area Breakers. All right. In last place. <laughs> is the Frisco Pandas. (laughs) Um, Frisco Pandas, not doing so well. (laughs) Um, Some other team names are the Las Vegas Night Owls, the SoCal Hard (laughs) 8, Texas Ranchers, Orlando Squeeze, um, so Brooklyn Aces, uh, Atlanta Bouncers, so fun names. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I, I just, I pulled it up as well. The Los Angeles mad drops. Oh, that's good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now Columbus needs to work on it. Columbus pickleball club. Come yeah, on, come Columbus. On. Let's yeah. go.
0: <laughs> I would love it if they put in rules from the, uh, the Matt Stone and Trey Parker movie, um, basketball <laughs>
1: can't trade players. Teams yeah. can't move. Let's do it right this time. Exactly. People. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Now, this is interesting. It looks like there's up to uh, $5 million in prize money, so that's a pretty healthy amount of money for Pickleball. Sign me up. Yeah. Mm. It even says season one, so this is actually the very inaugural season of uh, MLP. We're going to have to find out if we can get some tickets. Go see it. (laughs) (laughs) Live on the Ocho. (laughs) That's right. It does seem pretty centralized, too. Uh, Looks like San Clemente and Daytona Beach. There's a lot of the tournaments in Mesa. Looks oh, like Okay. At least upcoming events anyway that you could go to.
0: So we'll be the Springfield Latchkey Dads. <laughs>
1: there we go. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, maybe we could do better than the Frisco Pandas.
1: <laughs> I think so. I think we've got the we've got the chops. We got the chops, you know. <laughs> the over fifty club. <laughs> Now I thought this was pretty comical. I was on YouTube and I just thought, you know, like anything in life, bloopers are always fun to watch. Absolutely. So I looked up some pickleball bloopers. Not that fun to watch. No. No. That's very was... surprising. <laughs> <laughs> the people making the videos thought they were really funny, but they were just missing shots or spiking it a little too hard and I don't know. It just wasn't it wasn't what I was thinking it was gonna be. So <laughs> We'll put put some links up to it. Maybe you guys uh, out there will enjoy them. Find it interesting. (laughs) Uh, And um, one of the things I, I, you know, I had heard,
0: um, you know, with this craze of of pickleball um, was because of the increase in popularity. And it is, you know, for the most part, an older person sport. I'm looking at us. (laughs) Um, The number of injuries from pickleballs, uh, pickleball injury, re- like pickleball related injuries mm-hmm. is sky ra- skyrocketing. And the they've estimated the cost to the U.S. healthcare system for pickleball injuries. Would you like to take a guess?
1: Well, with healthcare being insanely expensive, I'm <laughs> going to yeah. say it's like, a, uh, I don't know, $15 million. That, that seems really low. It's, it's gotta way be, too low. It's got to yeah. be higher than that. Uh, let's go
0: 115 million, $377 million worth of medical costs in 2023. And we haven't even finished (laughs) 2023 yet.
1: (laughs) That's, that's pretty insane. Although the cost of an MRI these days, you know, just one knee, that could be a couple grand, just, you know, for one person, just on that alone. Yeah. Yeah.
0: The most, um, popular injuries are extremity injuries. Uh, low back strains, muscle strains, ankle sprains, and rotary cuff injuries. Oh, wow. Hitting so, all the, the it's key, going, key <laughs> body. Going out. right through the body right there. And, of course, tennis elbow, mm, lateral sure. epicondylitis.
1: Yeah. I've heard they're renaming that. It's actually pickleball elbow now. <laughs> <laughs> so for any of our listeners who are going to
0: play pickleball, I thought I would give some ways to how to prevent pickleball injuries. Oh, let's do it. Right? I know. Yeah. So, I'm going to uh, take notes. <laughs> Um, yeah, I was sore. <laughs> um, so we'll go with number one stretch, yes. right? you should always stretch, you know, I stretch before I go to bed <laughs> nowadays. <laughs> so it's very important, you know, um, to stretch, um, the proper shoes. You're definitely going to want to have some type of athletic shoes, tennis shoes, best. I put on basketball shoes, you know, yeah. something that's going to support not, not, um, your, you know, white Crocs might yeah, not be the best, not. uh, shoes to, to play, yeah. to play in. um, this one we didn't do and we could have resulted in an injury clear the courts of debris mm. we just went out there and started playing and we could have you know slipped and and fallen and not gotten up <laughs> yeah yeah
1: but to that I, we did notice there was like some it looks like large pieces of carpet with yeah. ropes on them that yeah. i'm you know similar to dragging a baseball field it seemed like but we were pondering what their purpose was but i yeah. think that's probably it makes the most sense. what it was yeah. yeah
0: and of course stay hydrated mm.
1: which we, we did, water. did we, water. we did our best yeah. Yeah. I had some really, like, it was like hot tea. I had a thing, thing of water that had been in the car most of the day. So it was not refreshing in that respect, but I definitely was hydrating. So. There you go.
0: <laughs> and rather. Right. You know, uh, that was all I could uh, kind of muster up here. Yeah. In yeah. Interesting sport of pickleball. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, we hope that you, our listeners, will uh take our advice that it is fun and get out there on the courts and. Uh, Enjoy some pickleball. And maybe we'll see you out there. Yeah. <laughs> now,
0: you're <fine. laughs> Oh, What's so funny, Pee-wee? It's not for sale, Francis. My father says everything's negotiable. Pee-wee. I wouldn't sell my bike for all the money in the world. Not for a hundred billion million trillion dollars. Then you're crazy. I
1: know you are, but what am I? You're a nerd. <laughs> I know you are, but what am I? You're an
0: idiot. I know, you are, I know you are, but what am I? 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 I know you, you are, but what am I? Infinity. No, I'm not. You, you are. are. No, no way. way. Knock it off. No sense why don't you make me? Why don't you make me? Because I don't make monkeys. I just trade them. <laughs> listen to reason. Come on! Listen to reason. Pee-wee! That's my name. Don't wear it out. Remember the first time I saw your bike? Uh, you were riding past my house? So good. So funny. Yeah. So many lines as a kid that you would just repeat on the playground and, and laugh about. Yeah, totally. Totally.
1: And I think, you know, the the reality of being nearly 50 yeah. and having so much, you know, go on in our childhood and everything. And our podcast is all about, you know, being having fun and stress free. Yeah. There is the unfortunate reality that, you know, some of those icons are going to no longer be with us. Yeah. And Pee Wee Herman, Paul Rubens, unfortunately recently passed away. So we thought we'd do a little celebration of Pee Wee. Absolutely. Uh, the emphasis on the celebration. Yeah. Yeah.
0: definitely. <laughs> So I did a little research. I had no idea. You know, he was seventy years old. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, that's and and recently he had the the movie on Netflix, and he didn't look at all that that age. I mean, it's pretty pretty impressive.
1: Yeah, I mean, for the I think the most recent like iteration of his, you know, the big adventure was the Pee Wee's Big Holiday on yeah. Netflix. I think it was two thousand sixteen. And to your point, I mean. You get a little close-up. He looks a little bit older, but, I mean, he's, <laughs> he kept his body in the same shape. Like, he fit in his suit just crazy. the same. Like It's pretty wild for being, I mean, I guess at that point, we I mean, were talking seven years ago, he still was in his, you know, middle 60s. And
0: he looked great. Looking good, yeah. 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 So I kind of, you know, I always feel like Pee Wee was always around, right? Yeah. Like, he's just one of those kind of iconic Characters that he's in this TV like the number of cameos is, mm-hmm. is absolutely insane yeah. But uh, I kind of wanted to find out where he started from did you did you see anything about that? Uh, you know where he got his start from
1: I, uh. I think I'd seen that um, He was doing improv at the groundlings. Yeah, out in in uh, Is that in LA? I yeah, think. it yeah. is. Yeah And then he had done it sort of as just an improv character and that as they say the rest is history that that's where it all started and became sort of this character larger than life
0: yeah you know
1: so much so that he would do interviews as the character yeah not,
0: not himself which yeah. is kind of interesting kind of well, like even
1: in, a... in the credits i think he would insist that he would be listed as Wee herman himself oh. <laughs> not you know, pb herman that's you know, right it did Paul say Roman's, that in all yeah. the
0: credits yeah yeah Which was pretty cool that is pretty cool yeah. yeah but he got his you know his his big big you know shot was the 1985 movie Wee herman's uh big adventure yeah yeah. Which is just a great movie, which we just played a clip from.
1: Yeah, yeah. And uh, I was reading something um, from our guy, uh, Corey Feldman. Oh, okay. Who, again, was in every movie. <laughs> in the 80s. Almost ended up being in Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Get out of here. Yeah, he and Pee-wee met on the set. Um, he was shooting the Goonies, and Pee-wee oh, wow. was shooting uh, Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Uh-huh. And they get to talking, and Pee-wee's like, oh, you'd be perfect for the bratty kid in this movie I'm shooting, oh, yeah. And then you know Corey goes on to say, "Well, I'm doing this Spielberg movie, The Goonies," and Pee Wee's like, "Oh, you're too big of an actor to be <laughs> in my little movie." Um, but they struck up this friendship, oh. and uh, it's pretty pretty cool that uh, Corey posted something on his Instagram recently he? that he never posted before. But since you know Paul's passing, yeah, he posted these like birthday wishes and Christmas cards that you get from Pee Wee. Oh wow. And it was like he knew two people. He'd there'd be a message from Pee Wee and then there'd be a message from Paul. And you know, very different tone to them and everything. And yeah. it was pretty wild how he you know, he, he created that character and then he really lived it. Yeah. You know, and and even in correspondence with, you know, other actors he still would hold that sort of two you persona. know two in one persona. Yeah. yeah which is pretty neat.
0: I did see that, you know, when he passed. I think uh the Alamo had a very nice like the Alamo yeah. like had it like on their Twitter feed or something like, you know, they're very, you know, happy and or not ha- but they're, you know, very uh, happy that he brought such attention to the Alamo yeah. and, and people still like come there just for that. Yeah. Um and then the dinosaur from the movie, they actually painted it to look like it was in Pee-wee's
1: um suit. Oh yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah that's pretty awesome. That's yeah, pretty cool. Yeah. Huh? Yeah.
1: I think one of the other things that was interesting about the the original movie that I had, I had never known before was that uh, Tim Burton, yeah, was involved. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know that. I thought his, that was neat. his
0: first major. You know, I mean, he did a few minor movies, but yeah, that was his big movie. Yeah, um, yeah. and along with. Um, Danny Elfman. Yeah, the first collaboration. Yeah, yeah. that's pretty awesome. Which they do every movie together. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Including uh, one of my all-time favorite movies, uh, The Nightmare Before Christmas. Right. Which, uh, of course, actually Paul Rubens has a small part uh, mm-hmm. in it. Yeah. So it's pretty pretty cool.
1: Yeah. I also saw that it was um, it was on Roger Ebert's list of guilty pleasures, <laughs> the original. <laughs> Big Adventure, I could which, see that, yeah. You know, obviously, movies like this sometimes will fall into their like you know category that they you know they just didn't like and all that kind of stuff. But the fact that it actually was a guilty pleasure for them, I (laughs) thought was pretty pretty cool, and speaks to how iconic the movie was and how unusual and different and creative it was compared to you know a lot of other movies that would try to do something like that. Yeah, yeah, they wouldn't come
0: off as genuine. Like he came off as genuinely strange yeah, yeah. <laughs> not trying to be strange mm-hmm. you know yeah. kind of like the weird al thing yeah. where it was like a okay because you know in the 70s you had to be cool right mm-hmm. i think in the 80s you gave birth a little bit more to people being accepting of who you are yeah. whether you're weird al or you know B. It, B. Herman. <laughs> yeah we, we had mentioned this once before. I saw this as I was looking up stuff. But uh, we had uh, we were talking about bikes from mm-hmm. uh, movies. Uh, and his bike uh, had sold the original pee Wee Herman $36,000 yep. for that bike from the movie.
1: Yeah. So. I was interested to find, though, that there were 10 of those bikes made for the movie. Okay. And that there are, you know, I guess the one that was sold on eBay maybe was like the primary one that, you know, he would do all the promos with and stuff. Okay. I don't know if that's true, but I'm just assuming. You would um, think. Yeah. But, you know, there are another... You know nine of them out there that uh, have been on display in various places i think oh, there cool. was a museum in pittsburgh that had one of them for oh. a while on display and obviously now i'm sure they're gonna kind of pop up here there and everywhere but um it's pretty neat
0: that is pretty cool yeah, yeah.
1: i also thought it was interesting that the original movie the bike wasn't part of the original script oh really um, and that uh warner brothers had given him a schwinn to kind of ride around you know the the lot while they were you know working on ideas and stuff like that and uh-huh. that kind of re um caused him to rethink the the movie plot and so it ends up being sort of a retelling of a movie called the bicycle thieves that was oh really uh, i think it was a uh, an italian movie um that won an oscar or an honorary oscar and so some of the storyline i guess pays homage to that movie which i would never seen yeah kind of i had cool. no idea yeah
0: The one of the things about the movie that I don't know about you, but I really liked um, was the famous, the infamous large Marge scene. Of course. Um, And that, you know, you're watching this little strange movie and then out of nowhere, this scene happens and it really scared me. Sure. You know, I was just like, oh my God, you know, (laughs) and then whenever I would watch it like on reruns or whatever, I would like kind of leave the room (laughs) and it took me a long time to like build up the courage to kind of like sit through that particular scene. Sure. Um and actually I brought it up. Uh, I don't know if you uh, are interested in watching that, uh, listening and
1: sure. and okay. seeing uh if it scares you or not. <laughs>
0: sure. Did it scare you when you were watching uh uh that?
1: Oh yeah, it definitely left a, an impression. I mean, it was so jarring. <laughs> uh, yeah, cuz it was so shocking. Yeah. This is
0: of course listed as one of the most traumatizing movie events uh for any generation actor. <laughs> Thanks for stopping
1: Night on this very night, ten years ago, along the same, I'm getting scared Tim. Road <laughs> in a dense fog, just like this. I saw the worst accident I ever seen. There was this sound like a garbage <laughs> truck dropped off the Empire State Building. they finally pulled the driver's body from the twisted, burning wreck. It looked like this.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and I'm scared. <laughs>
1: it's interesting, too, because I did read that uh, Tim Burton said that he almost cut that scene from the movie. Oh, my gosh, really? Yeah, yeah.
0: That would have been very different, you know, a uh, different vibe because that scene really left an impression.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When I guess when they're cutting, he said like special effects are one of the first things that'll be cut, mm-hmm. you know, for various reasons. And so it was on the, it was on that, you know, possibly on the cutter room floor, uh-huh. but they kept it in. And uh, IFC lists that scene as the number five on their list of 25 scariest moments <laughs> in a non horror movie. <laughs>
0: I would agree. Yeah. I would agree. I wonder if, because when I was I was looking it up, there was also another scene which I had completely blocked from my memory. Do you remember the clown scene? <laughs> of course. It's always dramatic for me anyway. <laughs> for you anyway, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, you know, he lost his bike. You know, his still bike was stolen. And he's dreaming like these clowns take the bike and they bring in saws. Yeah. And they're, like, dismantling it. It's so scary. Yeah. That's <laughs> <laughs> oh, so funny. <laughs> Well done, Tim Burton. Yeah, well done. Definitely.
1: <laughs> I think one of the other things that um, I didn't realize either is that the the movie was was pretty low budget. It was only a seven million dollar budget to make the movie, um, but it did pretty well. I think it brought in forty one million dollars. Oh, okay, dollars, so pretty solid.
0: And just cult classic, right? I mean, countless yeah. uh, movie rentals, I'm oh, sure. Yeah.
1: And I also heard that the um, during like the the premiere. That's when the idea for uh, Pee-wee's Playhouse sort of was birthed. Oh, okay. And then um, obviously that became, you know, a Saturday morning uh, show. Massive hit. Yeah. Which we learned in my, our last episode, I didn't watch very much and know very little about. But yeah. um, Jambi, it I stuck. Would... <laughs> I remembered it, Jambi. Um,
0: <laughs> Speaking of Jambi, that's my my last clip I have here for us. Um, do you remember what he said?
1: <laughs> was it, I don't know, and then I get slimed? <laughs> now,
0: everyone at home, mechalab. <laughs> <laughs> and a <laughs> that's fantastic another weird thing we would say to each other in the 80s yeah, yeah. definitely
1: <laughs> <laughs> the thing that was wild about the show though is that apparently there was quite a few other celebrities that sort of got their um oh yeah their debut on uh on peewee's show oh including Lawrence Lawrence fishburne
0: oh wh- who now from, uh, exceeds yeah um <laughs> Uh, our, our man, uh, Dancing on the Ceiling. Oh, Lionel uh, a with number, of, uh, yeah. number of references. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, Phil Hartman. Yeah. Yeah, because uh, he
0: was the mailman or plumber or something. He was something on yeah. the
1: show. Yeah. Also part of the, the writing crew for the uh, Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Oh, okay. Um, right. uh, Natasha Lyonne. Oh, um, sure. Yeah. yeah. She also got her, uh, her start there. Another one, S... Uh, Apatha Merk- Merkerson I don't know who that is but apparently she's no. an actress or he's an actress I don't even know uh, yeah <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh, I did. I did find that's neat. Um, I did find though. Did you see who were some production assistants? No, I didn't. Oh, okay. So there's two individuals you might have heard of. The first by the name of Rob Zombie. Nice. Was really? A, yeah, he was a production assistant on the, as well as a gentleman by the name of John Singleton. Okay. Do you know that name? Uh huh. Yeah. The Boys in the Hood director. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So they wow. both started on TV, and bizarre. talk about different directions, yeah.
1: right? Yeah. <laughs> that's really cool.
0: And one one more silly little fact, the person who sang the theme song, although not officially credited, Cyndi Lauper. Really? Yeah.
1: Pretty cool. (laughs) That was pretty neat. Yeah. It's interesting, too, because there was another um, uh, voice that ended up moving on from the original movie, and that was, uh, oh, geez, I'm drawing a blank. Okay, Dottie the oh, voice yeah. of Dottie uh became the voice of Tommy Pickles on Rugrats oh okay yeah. so a little bit of crossover there and then Paul did a ton of voice ton. work you yeah. know over the last you know probably 20 years he's been or longer probably he was doing voice work yeah um and did a little bit of other acting <clears throat> probably most notably he was on the show Gotham yep um which was you know that was I watched that show for a while and got really into it and then I kind of Stop. Same here. Yeah. yeah. I just sort of lost it. Yeah. I don't know what it was. I really
0: liked the guy who played the penguin. Yeah. He was really he good. He was really good. Yeah. yeah. Um, also, uh, he did. Uh, you remember the 80s movie Flight of the Navigator? Sure. He yeah. was the voice of the computer. Really?
1: Yeah. That's pretty cool. Uh, yeah. He also made a couple. Um, we talked earlier about it, Some of the cameos. Uh, he was at uh, WrestleMania. <laughs> That's awesome trying to remember it said it was 2011 i was kind of not paying too much attention to wrestling at that point but yeah that's cool that he still did yeah yeah
0: oh and one of my favorite scenes and if you've never you've never seen this the movie he makes the movie is buffy the vampire slayer the the original movie okay have you ever seen it
1: i don't think i ever did i never really got into the tv show or i don't think i might have seen parts of the movie was um the guy from 90210 in it Yes. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah, I, did. Priestley, I think, Yeah. I think yeah. I saw some of it. I don't think I ever saw
0: it. He plays one of the vampires and he absolutely steals any scene he's in. It's just <laughs> so so funny. Um so yeah, if you just want even want to, you know, any of our listeners just, you know, YouTube his death uh, in Buffy the Vampire Slayer. It's fan- it's the best part of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. You know, he was also in, this is funny, even before he got his big break with Pee Wee's uh, Big Adventure, uh, he had appeared three times on The Dating Game. Really? Yes. As Pee Wee Herman. Really? (laughs) Yes.
1: That's awesome. Um,
0: He was even selected once (laughs) by The Date. Uh, He was in two, count them, two Cheech and Chong movies, Next Movie and Nice Dreams. (laughs) Nice. Uh, And he was on uh, The Gong Show countless times.
1: (laughs) It's pretty amazing, like, you know, you hear stories of, like, um, uh, Colonel Sanders with, you know, KFC trying, like, thousands of times to get his, you know, restaurant to actually take off. Yeah. And it seems like, you know, in a similar way, like, in the beginning, early days of Pee Wee, like, he would just do whatever and, you know, and stuck with it, stuck yeah. in character. And, you know, finally, ha- you know, had his opportunity, and now he's an icon. Maybe. Yeah. So it's pretty pretty amazing.
0: Really neat. Really yeah. neat career. Just yeah. to think that... Nah, you can be unique to your, you know, true to yourself and kind of come out, you know, ahead of everything and on top and, yeah. and doing it your way. So yeah. Really cool. Yeah. You're going to be missed, Pee-Wee. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I I don't.
1: <laughs> you made it, baby. <laughs> Arrivederci, Pee-Wee. Arrivederci, Pee-Wee.
0: Tim. Hey, Greg. Guess what time it is? I don't know. What time is it? <laughs> it's report card time. Uh, of course, <laughs> report card time. So we uh, got a couple items here that uh, came up when we were doing our Pee-wee discussion. I think yeah. we need to clear up. I think we do. The, uh, the first one was uh, you talked about uh, Phil Hartman right. kind of had a relationship with Paul Rubens, uh, and he did play Captain Carl on Pee-wee's Playhouse, a gritty, unshaven sea captain with a gruff voice, but somewhat shy demeanor he shows Pee-wee, in- Pee-wee interesting things from the ocean uh and his tolerance for Pee-wee's antics is often tested whenever he stopped by all right he, cool. he's also the more adult oriented in the hbo special <laughs> and apparently miss yvonne appears to have some deep feelings for him oh, nice.
1: he was a layered character very layered very uh, like an onion just peeling back those uh those layers. <laughs> Um, And then I had also uh, mentioned that one of the other um, actors who had gotten their start on Pee-wee's Playhouse was S. Epatha Merkerson. I got it wrong both times. times, (laughs) Uh, She played Reba, the male lady on Pee-wee's Playhouse. And she's most known for playing Lieutenant Anita Van Buren on Law and Order
0: oh okay so, yeah. and i did have one more question before you mm-hmm. uh for you um what was the name of the genie in Wee's playhouse jambi there you go uh so what do you think we got what, what
1: do we score this week mm, i don't know i'm gonna have to think about it for a little bit okay mm. all right a plus all right yeah. fair <laughs> i know you are but what am i
0: can't get enough latchkey dad content well check out latchkeydads.com
1: that's right greg on our website we've got a plethora of photos from each episode as well as other uh, interesting links to content that we talk about on the show
0: yeah tim i really enjoy all the pictures that you put up there as they really bring the episode home
1: (laughs) yeah i guess i'm not afraid to uh show those embarrassing photos of my childhood so uh Yeah, we encourage you to uh, check out the website, LatchkeyDads.com, for all that content.
0: Excellent. And if you have a moment, check out our shop page where we've got really cool keychains for sale. If you don't know what to get your dad for Christmas, the holidays, Father's Day, birthday, check it out. It's a cool gift. Tim, did you know that listeners should like, review, and subscribe to the Latchkey Dads podcast?
1: No. (laughs) (laughs) But now I know. No No, one is out of the battle.